go by percent. You can't go by percent. I'm nowhere near 18% at the moment, but my face is puffed up. I'm, I've, I've got more of a gut than I'd like. There are people who can carry like 20%, 25%, and they just look... I'm going to check. Wait, you've got just look, yeah. Famously accurate machines. Let me look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me... Let me is that one of the ones I just bought? Yeah, it, it does it with an electrical current. Yeah, they're they're uh, the best you can hope for is it's relatively accurate in terms of it's if you're twenty now and, and eighteen yeah, tomorrow. Okay. They really have to. They really have to submerge you. To, yeah. Like, um, okay. I think. I think even still, I think every metric of body fat is inaccurate. Is something I read online. It's like even submersion is inaccurate. It's close, sir. Honestly, the best one is the fucking eyeball test. Yeah. Like, like if you if you get used to looking at what like what certain... are you looking at here, I'm looking at a dead battery. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> seeing too. That's what the test is telling me. Well, uh, but immediately before I got the dead battery, I got I, I found out that I now weigh 169 pounds. Nice. Uh, how are you doing this in pounds? Are we how not? Do you weigh 169 pounds? You're teeny. I don't know how to change it on the scale. Like right there. I don't. No, think... I go in pounds. I go in pounds as well. It's more fun. It's more fun when you're it's losing weight. It's more fun. Yeah. When you're Wait, gaining yeah. weight, you want to go in stones, and you don't give the pounds. You're like, I'm twelve stone. <laughs> <laughs> when you're pounds, it's like I'm 165.9 pounds. You know. <laughs> and you announce it like your Bruce Buffer, 165.19 pounds. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm replacing I'm, the batteries. I'm. I'm. Uh, you know. As as Le Francais would do, uh, I am doing it in kgs, baby. Don't understand nothing else. I understand stone because I was a child in Ireland, but like, yeah. it's I all actually, kg. It's all kgs. I actually have always been kgs. I prefer it. It makes it feels more scientific and modern. Yeah, it's like I, my body. Yeah, I am. I'm. You know, if you're fully integrated with the European project, you will be uh, you will be eating bugs and living in a pod very soon. I'm and so, yeah. and so <laughs> will we, but you'll like it. So will we, but you'll like it. And Gavin, how tall are you? At one ninety centimeters. Oh, he he had to think. He had to think. Yeah. Six foot four was in. in, yeah. in. You six four? Yeah, you. I've actually I was I was six four for ages, but I've dropped that pretense. I'm six three. Oh no. Oh, I have no, no I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in myself enough to say now I am six three point something, but that point something is not over point five. I have literally never in my entire life met a five eleven man. Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy how the human body has this weird quirk. My dad actually claims to be five eleven, which is weird because he's five two. <laughs> <laughs> Also good that I've lost about 0.2 of a pound. Good. That's good. You can, 0.2 fat. of a pound is so little that you could step off it and step back onto it and it would either, it could be less, it could be more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like the body fat thing. Just have a big wee. Is, is like a hot, a hot fart, you'll lose 0.2 of a pound. <laughs> like, okay, let's try the body fat thing again. Yeah, let's see what happens. Is it going? It just says to be continued. <laughs> 99.99 wait what no it's giving me the oh, weather it's yeah it's 42 degrees what <laughs> and raining both wrong <laughs> no pounds pounds is more fun you could pretend you could pretend you're i need to find fire. out what i am in pounds yeah well you could just figure that out it's multiplied by 2.2 nope. 2 is what you are in pounds <laughs> nope i only trust the scale that's very <laughs> difficult manis you're after wait it's 10 
X. X means 10. Yeah, I'm 10% body fat. Well, no, that is remarkable. Three times, that's 30. Oh, no. Um, you can jump on a fine pants. Okay, here we go. Take them shoes, shizus off. Take everything off. Get nude. Come on. You want it accurate, don't you? Whoa. At least show Jack your bum while you're weighing yourself. Wow. 175, baby. Gavin being 175 really amplifies how fat my 168 is. Yeah, oh, yeah. like, got a good fucking five inches on you, easy, bud. Yeah, yeah. At my heaviest, I was heavyweight pounds. <laughs> on my heaviest, I was 188 pounds. Um, so so that that is quite large, actually. Yeah, that that's pretty well, big. Now that was also in charge at that time. I was, I was in charge, and I heard a depressing thing. I heard the machine, Bert Kreischer, say something de depressed me about that weight. I'm not that weight now. It's a significant ass. But um, he said, "No, no, that was the heaviest you were at a time you got on the scales." There was a time you were 195. Oh, <laughs> it's definitely oh, true. You weigh yourself in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. So the night before you did that, you were 195. <laughs> I used to be such a rampant alcoholic who didn't eat anything either. Like I've 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 transitioned into an alcoholic who likes a few slices of cheese with his wine, you know. <laughs> but before that, I was just a go out all night, drink vodka, and don't eat for three days that like i would be heavier i would be lighter in the morning just from the water loss yeah <laughs> or no i'd be i can't remember no i'd be heavier whatever it was it was the opposite of the way it should be you know like you should be lighter in the morning because you've had your you've not eaten anything you've taken your dump or whatever yeah, but whatever yeah. way it, you it, were it so dehydrated from all the pissing you would do when you got home yeah when you got home yeah, oh, yeah by the yeah by the end like, of the no, night beer beer like dehydrates you because you piss so much when you're drinking. Yeah, and it the would be the but yeah, it would be by the end of the day, I would be lighter than than I would be getting up in the morning. Because I come home at night, I, I'd be like, you know, you wake up during the night and down a pint of water or something, and like you just generally rebalance or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, that's and an the, unhealthy bubbles in 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 beer are helium, making you lighter. Yeah, they're also made of farts. What um, so is they... the one thing you can put in a barrel? That you cannot see that makes it lighter. Now, Riddle Masters will tell you it's a hole, but it's obviously fucking helium, you dumb idiots. <laughs> you can <laughs> see a hole. Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah. If I had a hole in my fucking trousers, people have pointed out all the time, they can obviously fucking see it. Yeah. I got pink showing off. <laughs> I missed, I missed what that one was because I was making a very lame joke. So wait, we want to hear the lame joke, but comedy is a race. Yeah, no, no, my joke was the obvious one, which is where I just said, like, if I, of course you have a hole in your trousers, how else would you get your legs in there? Which is very good. Yes, you know, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, and I said, uh, yeah, and I got pinged on Instagram for showing my hole. So tell me you can't see it now. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they um, the AI has figured it out. Instagram, there was the, the, the gay eye, I think it was, that they set to that one. Um, Checking for men's bum holes. Well, because could you want to? That's not bad. Yeah, uh, you would. AI can be female. You fucking pig. We were talking. I was talking. It's in, not, but it could be. <laughs> yeah, they have enough. Uh, they have enough actual intelligence, Jack, that they don't need to resort to the artificial kind. Okay. Yeah, that is so awake okay. of you. Okay. Um, <laughs> we were discussing in a WhatsApp group who should replace Ryan Tupperty. And I came up with what I thought was the very obvious idea of generative AI hologram gay burn. Yeah. 
which we would give the name Gay Eye Burn. Gay Eye Burn. Very good. Like, I... it wouldn't be that difficult. No. Oh, God, that's very good. I, I lost a potentially lucrative um, deal for, for children's television in RTE because it, it, I was basically brought in to get the job because a friend of ours was involved there. And one of our, uh, we had to go away and do these audition tapes and we're put in a group and our group, I decided to like make an advertisement for a new RTE program with featuring Gay Byrne and Derek Mooney. And it was called the gay team. And it was <laughs> <laughs> and we did this skit. And not only did I screw up my chances, but I screwed up everybody in the team's chats. <laughs> in fairness, like what fucking sheep were on that team that let that happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I made I just kept doing an impression of gay burn. I'm like, no, it's because his name is gay. Derek Mead is just on the team. And they're fine with it. They're just going it. Well, because they have <laughs> nothing. Because I was the talent. They had nothing. That's why they went along with it. And they rang me. The the like producer lady rang me a couple of days later. Like, I'm expecting to give me the job. Because that's what I was told was going to happen. Uh, she's like, Normally, people send an apology at this point. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, man, this, we just can't. We just can't. Oh. I, I so like I it. Even or do you want something edgy and pun-based? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did bring me in for a bunch of winners, like paid me like 40 quid an hour to like fart around on apartment rent, like, you know, but I didn't get that. The deal was probably worth nothing. It's probably worth like for the year, but at that point, that's a lot of... That's a lot of fucking scratch for uh, yeah. someone who, like, the like, next five years look like I'm going to try to be a comedian, like... Yeah, like, that's as much of... as fucking Andrew Stanley was earning at that point, probably. <laughs> like, fuck him. <laughs> Even talking to like people who did the children's TV thing in 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 RT, like talking to Claire, she's like, "Yeah, it was so easy and a great way to be paid while starting my directing career." Yeah. Can I say as well, like when I was in RTE, I think it was in the first like two years, something like that. They cut the children's TV department, and it was yeah, like they did. Part of the like cut the whole thing. Everything was going to be outsourced. The children's TV department was going to be they run. They killed all the children. They killed the children. It was going to be run by one producer. And during my time in RTE, the most creative, the best television minds were all working in kids' TV. Our oh. friend our friend Claire was a presenter at the time. She was fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But the producers were also excellent. The researchers were excellent. Everyone was really enthusiastic and brilliant. For example... There was a show called Swipe TV where they yeah. came up with like different things that they do. And then like the people, the kids on the show would be like, oh, swipe. I don't want to see this anymore. And they had to come up with like a hundred different like sketches or ideas <laughs> per like week. Right. Yeah. And one of them was they go to the RTE crash where all of the RTE employees have their children and they would race the babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so good it's like race the baby you have to go up with a hundred ideas like a lot of them are just sketches that are like throwaway and stuff like that but they're like what if we just fucking race those kids like, it was this it was the one what. little chink of light in the otherwise impenetrable doomscape that was rt where they were just like they they sufficiently didn't care about it it was they just let you sort Jarlath had a show on it. Do you remember? Who? Jarlath Regan had a show. Um, oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
wasn't one of the better ones, but it's still like, the, you know, who would have thought to put him in there? And, uh, you know, he got in there and I should point out for anyone who thinks that Claire was not the person who tried to bring me in anywhere. If anyone's trying yeah, to, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. anyone can figure no, out who. That person shall not be named. No. Uh, but yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, it was it was quite disappointing because like obviously previously in RT, children's TV was how you like started out. Like I think Tupperty started out there, Amy Newhulavon started out there, Daryl Breen started out there, et cetera, et cetera. And a bunch of the producers. Same for the presenters, same for the yeah. producers. They all came up together and like slowly RT started to pay attention to them and things got worse. But like, God, the kids TV department were so fucking fun. I wonder what they're all doing right now. Something better than RT. Something better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. died before Claire and uh, the other guy joined. Simon. Simon, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was working for Board Bia. Chewing it oh, up. Yeah. Chewing that up. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. I'd say they all ended up in some variety of marketing, right? I don't know. Yeah, they probably. Who knows? Some of them are, some of them are dead. Like you know, I mean, to be honest with you, some of them hit the ball pretty hard. You yeah. Know? Some of them were discovered in Leeds by a vigilante group. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, that was the sports department. <laughs> Oh. oh, do the podcast, sweetie. Call you later. Bye. Bye. She doesn't like when she's brought on it. Guest feature there from from Manus's one and only. Oh no, that was my second and other. <laughs> <laughs> and, and which one and only are we referring to? <laughs> no, I'm the one and only. I'm Chesney Hogs. You're one. In, you're one in five. No, <laughs> uh, that was. That was that was uh, the shit the shallow source. I did write a joke. It's the final countdown, by the way. Oh yeah, by the way, yeah. it's been the final countdown. And it full of exciting, been. full of exciting tales and, and and many things to regale our many fan with. Uh, but before we do that, I did write a joke. One joke. So guys, my wife found out I've been cheating on her. <laughs> I'm in the dog house. Little does she know I was cheating on her with the dog. <laughs> I thought that was going to go a much more American sitcom direction. It's like, Mom, my wife got found out I was cheating on her. I'm in the doghouse. Oh, yeah, is Crystal on tonight? Yeah, she is. Come on down, buddy. Oh, boy, we're in the doghouse. It's a strip club. Yeah, like the camera zooms out and he's just eating wings and there's ass everywhere. Yeah. But it's because he's shirtless. Like, it's funny because he's fat and shirtless. It's like, yeah, you know, like it's a, yeah, it's a, I mean, like the joke is a good, but he's fat and shirtless. He's fat, he's fat and shirtless. It writes, yeah. it writes itself. It does. Um, on the final countdown, we are drinking a beer, and Manus, I know we've had this one in a can for a while. It's the Halloween episode. We're drinking Steagle Hell. Oh, you're going straight to hell, boy. Straight to Steagle Hell. Let me tell you something, Steve Austin. You're fired! <laughs> and hell in the cell. We're gonna have a cage match. That's right, a cage match. Uh, and it take well, like, okay, first feeling of it was we opened it. I'm gonna say, Jack, I don't know if you felt the same way. It smelt of ass. It, it had a certain amount of ass to it. It was now, Gav, uh, what the listener won't know is that me and Gav are, are physically together, and that I also. Smell vaguely of ass. Yeah, that could have been it. I yeah. think I smell a bit of ass as well. Well, 
Well, then we're going to get on with this beer just right. <laughs> Mana's never happier to be virtual. Did you lose another tooth, Jack? No, it's the same one. You're it looks, the gap looks bigger. Whistle. You're, you're becoming one of the guys who whistles when they talk. Yeah, it's it's actually, I've stopped compensating for it, so I sound worse. And I and this is this is actually embarrassing. It's happened, like, I would say a half dozen times where I've just kind of drooled. Oh, yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, brother got a drool. Brother got a drool. I mean, <laughs> got a drool. Like on my, when you my... see a particularly sumptuous hot dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a or a pie cooling on a windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> there I am, all fat and shirtless, <laughs> kicked out of my own house. Well, I have my final. I literally got off the plane this morning, went straight to the dentist, which was a deeply unpleasant experience to get my final scan and I'm going to have my implant put in in another six weeks and then a mere three to five months after that we can put the tooth on. Jesus Christ. This is the longest. It's like you're fucking fermenting a tooth. Like it's yeah. what... <laughs> I could have grown a new tooth in this. Like you've got to get it out of the maturation chamber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're actually regrowing yeah. it with stem cells based on my old tooth. Yeah, there's a there's a jack being grown in a tube, and they're just gonna pull a tooth from his mouth and give it to you. It's a perfect <laughs> Well, no, you don't put it straight in Jack's mouth. You, you first of all, you have it uh, raised up from a puppy to, for in a foster mouth, um, <laughs> and it, they, they they walk it around the park with one of those little uh, high vis vests on it that says "Do not pet now, I'm working." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very emotional for the for the host family, but they're used to it. They cycle through the the, the different teeth. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and you have to get paperwork to bring with you on an airplane now because it's an emotional assistance tooth. <laughs> It's just a, it's just a kerfuffle within Shenzhen or whatever. It's okay because on the common travel oh, area. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Classic Shenzhen, you know the place that we all know all the countries in. I know that Ireland's not in it, and fucking no, Switzerland is. <laughs> so you got to let Switzerland into. Th they have I don't know what Switzerland have on the world since forever. Actually, I do know they have all the money. They've had yeah. all the money for a thousand years because it's like you see like the map of where Hitler took over, and it's like. You know, it's just... Uh, I don't think there were any racially Germanic people there. You know, yeah, despite the fact that they speak German. Well, there's the, well, then there's the Laban's realm, and then there's the neighbor's realm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, the eagle head is really tasty. Yeah, it's tasty. It's it's a fizzy boy. It's it's making me a bit burpy. A hell. So it's like a hell is, which is like, I think a fancy way of saying a pilsner. Uh, it's a lager. The word hell translates to either light or bright. That's good to know. The, that is good use, to know. I would use those words to describe it. I think that's why I'm liking this more than your average lager. They, um, when you're first learning German, um, what they teach you is that um, nothing happened between 1939 and 1945. When, you're, when, when they, on the second lesson, they'll do all the opposites and hell and dunkel and, um, you know... Um, Poland and accident and all these things that they. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd agree. This is nice. Stiegel are known for what? They're rattlers. We certainly got a bunch of free rattlers from Stiegel when they launched that brand in this country. We also got a bunch of their alcohol fry beer. Uh. And we reviewed. Yeah, boot that. 
Um, but they are they're 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 a reputable brewery of of all these. I think those those bigger German breweries they'll have a rattle, this, they'll have a hella, they'll have a dunkel, they'll be this, like. I had to break it to you. This boy's Austrian. Whoa. Oh my god! Yeah, but, uh, suck, it's it's not an island; it's a peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> It got a bronze in the European Star Beer Tasting Award. And we all know that means a lot. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we're like looking through, we were like at All Tech one of the years, like looking through the awards. It's like, did any beer not win at least a silver medal? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a bronze on the bottle. Uh, that means you suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bronze means you made a beer. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there's like the actual overall award. Then there's like a, a top award in each category. Then there's a gold medal. And I don't think that's limited. I think that's just, did you reach the yeah. standard? Yeah, yeah. It's, did you create a good example of this style of beer? And considering that no one has ever bought a beer based on whether it won an award or not, whether on the bottle, like, I why? Think, I actually think that during the, 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 the craft beer surge, people were like, I'd like an award-winning beer. I think there was probably a golden era of when golden stars meant loads to the to to like, and you know the guy. Yeah, I'd I'd say yeah. you're, I'd say you're probably right, Jack. But I actually don't remember seeing a lot of gold stars other than at beer festivals when you're just trying everything. Yeah, like and like I don't know how much money they're making off my fucking token. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> off oh, your token, probably nothing. Since you probably got it for bloody free. Yeah, probably loads. So I was just trying to make a point here, but I'm glad I didn't make the point before I picked up this bottle because it turns out my point is wrong. I was like, Budweiser have fucking awards all over their bottle. They don't. No, no. The, the bottle is the award. But it's Beachwood Age. It's Beachwood Age. It's the kind of made by man. It's made by man, but ordained by God. It's the king of beers. The it's... king of beers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The divine right of the king of beers. There are some fairly shitty beers that have like awards and stuff on them. Like, um, although you'll often find it's like won the eighteen twenty one Prussian Tasters Award. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, like I think you won one of those for just not having radiation in it. I don't know. <laughs> this works. So we've all been out and about on our travels and travails. Jack, you went the furthest, I'd say. So we won't get to you. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm also very tired, so I don't have much to offer ever. Yeah, uh, so, so yeah, where, where, who else? <laughs> well, no, okay, sorry, okay. I have a feeling, we, here's how we do this. Yeah. Honest, you can take us through WrestleMania if you watched it. Okay. Jack, I imagine you didn't, don't remember a huge amount. And then Jack, you take us on a journey through everything around WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, 100%. That sound good? Okay, so uh, the WrestleMania opened with uh, some fireworks and a song. Uh, I think we're going to need to go a little bit quicker. A little bit quicker, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything fucking, anything juicy, anything good. Um, Was it a Titan Sports Corporation originally started promoting in the New York City area in the 1950s oh, the as Capital Wrestling yeah. Corporation. The first was in a hot <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I actually only watched. I actually only watched a couple of. Uh, I know I watched a couple of matches. Night one main event was awesome. Uh, Tie yeah, match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the the Usos, uh, which I believe translates um, from Polynesian to the cousins, or something yeah. like that. 
that. But they're actually twin brothers, so they seem to be underselling it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a they 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 had a pretty killer, pretty killer main event. Um, there was a really good women's match. Uh, yeah, and Charlotte, Char- Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley was really top. I don't know, was it the best women's match WWE ever had? But I can't think of any better and I certainly can't think of any better that weren't on the developmental brand. You remember when they had all the great women there at once? Yeah, when they had the four horse women just putting out banger matches for for a tiny viewership that loved it loads. Yeah. Would we, I, yeah. Would we describe this as the golden era of women's wrestling? Like, because back in my day, women's wrestling was like, I mean, you Trish know, Stratus and Sable, how much Trish Stratus I, was on the show yeah. on Saturday. Fucking hell! Yeah, she she had a she had a tag Wrestling match with Lita and her. They uh, yeah, there was a um, and and you know who got inducted into the Hall of Fame? Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler. Like the, again, like I just yeah. think like, Abel, Stacy Keebler. Were they good or were they no? Trish, Trish no, they, was in fairness. Trish Stratus ended up by accident being way, but it wasn't by accident. She deliberately did it, but she, she ended up with with no requirement to be so. Along with Lita, yeah, I Lita think that was a, dope. Lita was the first. Lita was on the show as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Female wrestler. They, tra- they, like, they trained. I'm excited the first, this year for wrestling. Yeah, that was and the first group where you could you could train. Like Fit Finley would train them. You didn't have to. You still you would get Vince McMahon and Johnny Ace looking through, uh, like a bikini model magazines and going that one. Let's get that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that that kind of thing. Diva search, diva era. It's to answer your question. It's definitely the golden age of North American women's wrestling. There was a golden age of Japanese women's wrestling in, I I, I think late seventies, mid eighties, maybe even into the early nineties. All Japan women did huge business, and the beginning was slightly different because it was um, they were J- Japan. They do all women's promotions and all men's promotions. Until um, Sasha Banks wanted to leave WWE, and now Asher, go on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go on, you'll make loads of money. <laughs> but it's by yeah, it's by far the golden age of, of North American uh, women's wrestling, and un- and unlike in men's wrestling, WWE, I would say, inarguably, have the best talent for women in in, in North America. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like if you go to Japan, I don't watch Stardom, but I you I'm told they're very very good indeed as well. But in terms of major promotion, AEW's women's division kind of stinks a little bit. You know that doesn't say not saying anything about any individuals in there, but they just they started up afterwards, and there's a limited amount of 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 um of women's wrestlers at all. Never mind good ones. There's mm. just there's just less. Yeah, of yeah. Them. And WWE have the best guys. And they had a hilarious, I wouldn't say hilarious, but like, uh, tell me Vince McMahon is back in charge without telling me he's back in charge of uh, of a main event of night two where uh, uh, Cody Cody Rhodes on his long journey to finally the three generation uh, title chase from his father to his brother to him uh, was ended in defeat by the heel Roman Reigns. When <laughs> I've got to say, I have never seen 80,000 more disappointed people. <laughs> leave yeah. Even the people who were wearing the like Roman Reigns t-shirts were like, oh shit, dog. <laughs> yeah. 
And I got to say, and one quick note on the Roman Reigns and, and the Usos t-shirts. Uh, it took me most of the weekend to cop it, but when I did, it was proven to be 100% true all the time. Non-white people wore the Roman Reigns t-shirts, and white people wore any t-shirt. But non-white <laughs> people fucking love Roman Reigns and the Usos. Interesting. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, we the ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. you don't. Um, I mean, they're they're they're, they're awesome. Like that that oh, group, the bloodline are really really good. They're but like, fabulous. yeah, the whole thing was built to for for Cody Rhodes to win, to win the title at WrestleMania, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, no one does. Everyone was thoroughly upset about the whole thing. Well, I did not. I did note something, and it's something of a trend in wrestling in general. But I'm noticing it all over the place now. I think the Attitude Era is to blame for this. And in WWE's case, it's actually true that it doesn't matter because they make so much money and so much of it is guaranteed that they're actually right when they think it doesn't matter. But the the, 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 the abundance of over baby faces in the late 90s, early 2000s led, I think, wrestling fans and wrestling promoters in general to underestimate quite how important and quite how delicate a thing an over baby face really is. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, uh, uh, well, you know... Talk me through that. I, so, I didn't know anything about wrestling. Yeah. Explain as you would a small child or a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What or, book you just said. Or put, 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 give me examples from Attitude Era and okay. they translate. Well, what you'll recall uh, from the Attitude Era, uh, so roughly speaking, mid-97 to generally people put the end of it to be the, the get the F out, so 2002. Um, you can argue about those dates. You had come along at once two monster 1A company business-altering baby faces in Stone Cold and The Rock. And a, a third wait, banana. Wait, sorry, you surely mean Triple H. I do not sorry, mean Triple he's H. Rich, he's manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's ears are burning. <laughs> I'm like, I could make that character work <laughs> for about 18 months until I got busy in work. <laughs> and then the third banana is someone who, in any other era, it would be perfectly fine to make the top guy in your company in Mick Foley. Mm. And then, as the fourth guy, you've got The Undertaker. He's pretty good, like, in terms of a draw. Like, he's not never he's never a company lead, you know, and then you've got, so you really deep babyface uh, side, like, monstrously slow. Like, you get one of those a generation if you're lucky, and they got two and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. at once. And so they could do stuff like, oh, Steve Austin's at the peak of his popularity. Let's turn him heel because it doesn't matter because we've got The Rock and we've got... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, got, uh, and you've got The Rock as well. He can kind of beat all the time and it doesn't matter because he's just got that unique thing about him. Um, but it's the most important thing in the world and it's super delicate because like once they turned Austin heel, it was never the same. He never drew the same, even when they turned him back. Because um, now you don't want... because. You believe in, again, I, I always say it, I didn't think it was real, but I believed in Steve Austin. I thought he was a badass, and I thought there's some, I just, when I'm watching it, there's something about him that's legitimate. And it, once you've seen him go off and play corporate stooge, even though he was really good at it, 
it just takes it away and he never drew the same again. Um, and it's, again, they got... I admire most about John Cena's career looking back over it is that he never allowed himself to be anything other than exactly John Cena. Yeah, he, he or they understood something about, about what he was and they just... And he got booed as John Cena, but he never... He did. Who he was to fill a role of not the guy everyone was cheering for, mm. and they and they sort of like it didn't happen entirely organically. Like they like they they smashed you over the head with him, but they on some level understood that it was important to have that guy, and they knew what happened when he wasn't on shows and stuff. Um. Yeah. Now I think there's a tendency to go well. Yeah, he's pretty over this guy, and like. Yeah, we'll beat him, it doesn't matter. We'll beat him, it doesn't matter. Like, so you, you had like Sami Zayn, who was getting as, as red hot as I've seen anyone in years. Mm. Um, and Cody, who was just like coming to a boil really good. And just a tendency to go, like they, they did the Sami Zayn thing in Montreal, where like, okay, granted, you know, you wanted to, that he couldn't win because you needed Roman versus Cody for WrestleMania. Fine, I don't like it, but fine. And you're going to do the tag team thing with him anyway. So again, fine. And then you 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 sort of put, let the air out of out of Cody as well. And it's like, oh well, don't worry because he can just win it at the next one. It's like, no man, there's something, there's a delicate thing going on with an over baby. Feel the energy of it. You kind of need to and, like, and it was know the wrestling zeitgeist and just be able to ride it. it, it yeah. If WWE do this, and I now I'm certain that they don't. Just have just a couple of people walking around the building, just listening to mm. conversations. Yeah. Just feeling the yep. You'd have found that the three things people really cared about was Sami Zayn winning that tag championship, which he fucking did. Was yeah. that was that Cody? Everyone, even people who didn't really like, you know, even people who were like kind yeah. of on the, even people in the Roman Reigns T-shirts really were up for Cody, and yeah. that. LA Knight was the most popular person of the weekend and appeared zero. Oh yeah, they didn't even bring him. They didn't even bring him in. Who's who's LA Knight? LA Knight is a a just really really good wrestler, and he's just he's just a really good promo, mm. and he just comes out and he's just got this catchphrase. He's got this look. He's able to. He's got. He's, he's, he's very like the. He's very like the Rock. He, he was very accused like, early in his career exactly of being something of a Rock. rock Right. Yeah. And he literally just like he'll come out and he'll just stand there for a minute and be like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole crowd and there was oh. there's chance for him all it's night. Like, and then he starts his promo. And the entire crowd, no matter when in the weekend, no matter where in the city you were, and I was there with five wrestlers in their early twenties. So the amount of ADD and fully diagnosed autism in my group <laughs> was heavy. And that meant we were yelling this in any location you were not supposed to. And you would yell out. A lot out, of unwiped arses. A lot of unwiped arses. <laughs> a lot of, of skate marks and not just on the road. No, these guys are also semi-professional athletes. So they're at least clean. They at least <laughs> have to shower to, to stay professional. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Um, but, uh, but like. Anal uh, diarrhea deficit. And, 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 yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, uh, they're not as lame as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, 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 yeah. and they're and they're pretty cool. And I love them. And if they book me on their shows, I love them. Affects <laughs> <laughs> my calls. Genital, genitals for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, no matter where you were in in like you'd, you'd see a wrestling t-shirt and you go, yeah, 
And then three or four people just like across the room like, yeah. And LA Night was just the most over thing of the entire weekend. And for the last like six weeks, he's just been talking about how you can't have an LA WrestleMania without LA Night. And he never showed up. And like, I would, I would say, yeah, you're, you're right. They should hire more than three or four people. Like they should hire a team of people to walk around WrestleMania, walk around every show and listen to what people are saying. And I'll tell you what they're paying a lot of fucking money for and getting the wrong answers from. Social media and Social listening. Social fucking listening. They're getting a bunch of nerds, a bunch of smarks who think they're better at wrestling, but also love it. Like giving their like filtered opinion about like what the cool thing to say about wrestling is rather than actually what you talk about after a wrestling show with your pals. Yeah. 100%. And the thing is, look, at just because someone's super over in a building doesn't mean it's going to develop into anything other than that moment on that night. But if you don't, but if you but if you don't have a go at it, it'll it'll never even be that. Mm, and you yeah. don't know. You never know what something would balloon into. And yeah, if so, if someone doesn't have the chops otherwise, and this is no disrespect to Johnny Curtis, they'll be Fandango. But that's fine. You'll sell some T-shirts for a few months, and you, you know, whatever, and, and move on to the next one and see, see, and see, and, and see what happens. Uh, you, you'll, um, and it's 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 funny that you say you should have guys walking around. Famously, um, Giant Baba, who was the uh, the all Japan promoter owner and i think he still wrestled right up until he died but he, he um it, this one of the big two companies in japan famously he would sit not at uh what would in wwf be known as gorilla position um during shows no he would sit out by the merchandise tables and the merchandise stands um and like have young boys running back and forth carrying notes uh, and he would sometimes be like, fuck, we gotta change the finish. Everyone wants and that everyone was wants thing, to see- and that was the thing that I heard as well that surprised me. That I was like, oh, I guess he didn't, I guess Cody didn't make enough money. I that was the one that I was like, I guess he didn't make enough money that it was worth putting the belt on him. And then I was chatting with lads and they were like, no, no. Uh he is approaching peak Cena levels of mm. selling t-shirts. Like he has sold so fucking many t-shirts. And I'm like, okay. And the I- thing is. Vince McMahon used to listen to this stuff, like maybe even more than he should do. Like when he, when um, when Bret Hart was first champion, there's a list of like four or five guys that they could have been because they had a bunch of guys left. Hogan left. They had to fire Ultimate Warrior and Davey Boy Smith for just being so stupid. Uh, the the steroids were banned at the time, and they were getting their steroids posted to them, and um, custom seized the steroids and posted the empty package to them. <laughs> and Davy Boy and Warrior went to went to customs and demanded to get their steroids back. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to have steroids in it. <laughs> at which point, all plausible deniability went out the window. So you had your one, two, and three baby face all gone. So yeah. suddenly you have to pick a champion. There's a few guys it could have been. And Vince picked Brett on the basis that he was getting more fan mail than you would expect based on where he was being booked on the card. Mm, fuck it. That's that's a metric. Yeah. That's a pretty that's... good metric. Yeah. That's data-led decision making yeah. ahead of his time. You know, it might not be the perfect KPI. It might not, be, you know, it might simply be batting average when you need to be looking at OPS or something, but it's something. 
Yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah, is that like a good example of having more data does not necessarily mean having more information or like quite possibly forest through the trees kind of stuff is like just because it's easy to measure doesn't mean it's the most important thing and just because it's the most important thing doesn't mean it's easy to measure in a way there is is always yeah a bias towards measuring the thing because that's what we can measure (laughs) it's true but Um, enough i think like the show yeah. The rest of the show. I want to hear about the crazy fucking circus that exists around wrestling. Yeah. WrestleMania specific. Okay, so this year, so I, I, this is my second WrestleMania. The first one was in New York, and I did a lot more of the indie shows in New York. Now I did I actually did one indie show, so I landed in on Thursday, Thursday night, went straight to a show that a couple of friends were performing at for uh for Brian Kendrick. Uh Manus will know will know Brian Kendrick. Famed conspiracy loon and professional wrestler Brian Kendrick, yes. Absolutely. Uh, and lovely, very high man. <laughs> uh, I smoked weed with Brian Kendrick behind the other entranceway. Because he runs this wrestling company which does, like, the kind of thing that Manus would absolutely hate. Where, like, the main event of the show involved a bunch of people dressed as Russell Crowe's film career get beat up by a giant giraffe who at the end reveals, is this your card from earlier in the show? Which got over huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's what you're going for, that's going to do well, you know? Yeah, and it nailed exactly what it was. Uh, I I had just gotten off the plane, uh, and and they were like, hey, we need people to be like clones of celebrities. And you, you look kind of like Sean White. You want to do that? And I was like, Sean White has red hair. And I was like, Jack, why are you not just saying yes to this <laughs> stupid... Say yes to the fringe weirdo. Go back to his van and smoke weed and sell his poorly printed newsletter at the back of it. Why not? <laughs> uh, and that was that was very fun. I was bumping into a couple of guys from the States and the and, and the UK that we had known. And like see the thing is like I feel like New York is a more condensed city. You know, LA is just everybody in their cars and then yeah. at the thing they're going to. So it's kind of harder to like mingle. Um it's harder to mingle. But that being said, we did. Okay, here's some fun stories. Uh, we were having breakfast in an IHOP. Who sits down beside us? The Big Show. Whoa! Well, I mean, if he's in the building, he's sitting down next to everybody. <laughs> like, he's he's everybody. so big. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean, we were sitting out outside at the door, and he sat inside, and I still felt very close to The Big yeah. Show. Because <laughs> he walked right past us, and I was like, Big show. Well, yeah, like you're not gonna fucking mistake the big show. It's like I'm gonna be honest. Wait, with you. wait, hold on. Wait, is that the is medium? That, is that is that Andre the Giant? Is that, oh, <laughs> could, could be someone else. Could be someone. Like, what the fuck is a big show? Honestly, thought he'd be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you were expecting him to be five hundred pounds? He was probably. I think I was six very... five five hundred pounds. <laughs> I expected him to be slightly bigger. I was like. I know guys who are almost that tall, but from my angle, everyone <laughs> above like that height kind of, I don't see the difference anymore. You know, it's all, it's tall to me. You were literally Homer with the giant fosters. It's pretty big. He's 51 years old. I was expecting him to be older. Mm, well, most of them don't get that age. And, and, and or the game certainly didn't. I, I coincidentally on the plane over watched uh, the water boy where I completely forgot that he features as Captain Insano. Captain Insano, yeah. yeah. So that was a nice little treat for me. Uh, 
Beyond that, we'd like just like walk past and bumped into a couple of people. Uh, but uh, but Big Show and IHOP was, I think, the 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 absolute highlight. Yeah. Um, other highlight was one of the guys I was there with, LJ Cleary, his girlfriend, um, Aoife goes by Valkyrie. You may have seen her on. Yeah, so you would have met her. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Trinity Brawl. Trinity Brawl, and then a few like she like she was back in Fight Factory like when I last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was competing for the NXT Women's Championship this weekend in a big tasty ladder match. So we went to see that. And it was just very surreal being like, oh, there's Ethan now. Yeah. In the st- performing in the stable center, competing for a WWE title. And we've all equally improved as much in terms of like our lives. You we know, all since, in as good since, shape as since I last like yeah, like everything. If you haven't improved as much, you have not started from a low enough hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Just not saying you. that that professional athlete in her mid twenties is making more money than us. I'm just saying that she should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. probably is. <laughs> she's but, making more money yeah. than me. I don't think she's made. I I bet she's not like making more money than you, Jack. I don't think no. she's making more money than you, Jack. I mean, I, ain't nobody make more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's surprising how little they, they, pay, they pay them in um, in in, de- in developmental. It's um, it's funny. I don't know if it's still true, but it used to be the case that the developmental contracts were, had a gender pay gap the other way. Uh, oh, really? that the, 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 at, at the start, the women made much more because they were they were recruiting the women from like, this is probably no longer true because there's just women wrestling fans who want to be wrestlers, but they were recruiting, they, they're, they're recruiting women who were like models and, and athletes and stuff who were not going to come to Louisville for 20K a year. So they had to give them like decent money. Whereas there's these like, Jeff Hardy types who live in their car and get paid five bucks and a hot dog. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what other, what other wild shit? Um, yeah, we went to two nights WrestleMania. We went to the NXT show. We went to the the taping of Raw. Um, Did you see any spectacularly weird, smelly neck beardness? I think we saw. I think pretty much bang on the the the, the normal amount. Mm. Um, I I saw someone who who I don't think I don't think he'd fully shit himself, but <laughs> when he was leaving NXT, but I coincidentally in a stadium of eighty thousand people saw that he had in fact fully shit himself by the time he got to the house. <laughs> oh no! A lot of people who didn't need to be in wheelchairs who were in wheelchairs, you know. But that's just a- <laughs> like I saw. I honestly, honestly. I saw more fucked up gross people in Disneyland in January than I saw at WrestleMania in April. Yeah, America's a failed experiment. It's a failed <laughs> like, experiment. In, if you have a large enough um, uh, rear fundament, um, I said as if we don't say bottom or bum on this radio broadcast, if you have a large, if you have a large enough arse, you can start shitting yourself and not have it breach the cheek until like you're a goodly way to a bath. But sure, there's nothing keeping it in. Surely it just starts to sort of like 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 manually surely it just starts to get out over time. No, but I mean like okay, yeah, if it's if it's if it's but I mean just in terms of like, you know, you're 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 trying your best and it's coming out, but there's just a lot of cheek meat for it to get past, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. You've got it's more like a time, it's more like a like a time delay. 
Like the yeah. Bomb. Oh no, yeah, it's happened. But like, it's just it's like the photons from the center of the sun and how long they take to get to even the surface of the sun. It's way longer than you think. That's a fucking good ass point. It's a good yeah. ass good ass point, which is important. Yeah, no, um, all of the craziness. Uh, uh, the was, there any, was there any like mad lines or mad delays or mad waits or anything like that? You know, again, one thing I gotta say is that we just got Ubers absolutely everywhere, which definitely cost a bunch of money. Um, because again, LA hasn't like, from what I can see, like fuck all public transport system. Fam- famously so, I believe. Just famously no, so. no other option. And we didn't get too railed on traffic, but we did pay like two hundred and fifty quid for an Uber on Saturday night. Uh, well, look at you're not uh, the thing. You, the attitude you have to take with a trip like that is you're not getting out of it cheap, no matter what you fucking do. Oh yeah, we spent more money on various wrestling T-shirts. Oh, okay. So they had the WrestleMania Superstore, which is just like this big warehouse, this big like it's the convention center in in um. The LA Convention Center, just beside the Staples Center. The, sorry, the Crypto.com Arena. Speaking of failed experiments, which is still soon to be the soon to be the uh, the Central Bank Bailout.com Arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. The FDIC Arena. <laughs> um, and the uh, uh, and it was great. We got some. We got some shirts. Got like a, a cool sleepless hoodie to make sure. So I'd go back to the gym before summer. Um, and we played a very fun game. It was like Secret Santa of T-shirts. Whereas like we all went in and had to we had a, like a, a t-shirt price limit, which is still like 40 bucks, and you had to buy a t-shirt for somebody else. That's a fun game, would recommend. Yeah, that sounds like a very fun and game. And I was very surprised that we didn't walk out of there with six commemorative Hall of Fame Stacey Keebler t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were all too kind to each other. Which like, is the creepiest t-shirt I've ever seen. They're just in such a holding pattern for women at the moment to put into the whole because they were so neglectful of their women's division forever so like they're just they're like fuck it who could we gonna we have to put one in a year for until the good ones start retiring yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're not making a good one every year no probably not but like there was like like they put fucking booker t's wife in one of the years (laughs) (laughs) Charmel, you know, Charmel, lovely woman by all accounts, but like I think she had about five matches in her whole life. <laughs> yeah, and four of them were on TNT. <laughs> on TNA. Yeah, oh. she had yeah, she, I don't think you get to go in the Hall of Fame when you were an equal part of one of the famously worst matches in history. When yeah. She, yeah, when yeah, she yeah. was with her and Jenna Maraska, uh, Survivor Jenna. <laughs> like where Charmel was a veteran and she had to lead Jenna through the match. What a what a time to be alive! But no, it was it was a great weekend. There wasn't as much as much as much wild and crazy shit. Um, yeah, it was actually just like a lot of wrestling. Um, and yeah, LA, a weird place, a fun place, a place I'm glad I get to visit and leave. I suppose. Yeah, that's that's the overwhelming verdict from LA which I hear which is like oh my god there's so much great stuff to do in LA ah it would be hell on earth to live there yeah yeah unless you I think you have to have a certain mindset and about 50 million dollars in the bank and then you think yeah 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 I was was literally gonna say it's a great place to spend money yeah yeah um I can imagine it's not a great place to make it Mm, unless you're in entertainment or yeah, actually, just and doing well in entertainment, and doing tremendously well. Like several of those Uber drivers, I was like, "So, you auditioned for anything good recently?" And they're like, "Yeah." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you say you're getting served by just an absolute 
ten of a of a yeah. a supermodel at the yeah. IHOP. Drake <laughs> had like the perfect amount of stubble, and he had only and he moved from Arkansas like nine months previous, and I was like, he was probably the most beautiful man yeah. in the entire state and he, of and Arkansas. Honestly, he's fifth in line for that Will and Grace reboot. Like he is. <laughs> Uh, you have to understand, Bill Clinton was the sexiest man Arkansas had ever seen when he came along. Bill Clinton! <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's what you go with. And L- LA is a double whammy. It so is infectious. It's infectious. So LA, which is like the, the, the circus of America with the circus of wrestling in it. And so you're you're wearing a hat on top of your hat when yeah, you're there yeah. for WrestleMania. You're like, ah, oh, John D. Trilby and perhaps a pork pie. And then there we go. But no, it, it was great. Um, WrestleMania is in Philadelphia next year, and Manus, I think you should go. And I think you should I think I, I think I might. I have been meaning to get into a, a fist fight at a stadium. I, 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 I think <laughs> Philadelphia... the last thing on your list. It is the last thing on your list, Manus. And in Philadelphia, it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to go for a, a fucking beer with the guy after and talk about the booking of the match. <laughs> Yeah, we go for a beer with the guy or to jail with him. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they serve beer in Philadelphia jails, don't they? In Philadelphia, they have to, to stop the DTs. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been on, it's been, it's been I on, think at it's least been on, it's been, it's been I think Philadelphia, cheap to get to. Cheap to get to. It's a nice yeah. city. Um, well, it's not a nice no, city. No, it's not. Sorry. No. Absolute it's, lie. It's a dump. Tell you get elsewhere, Jack. It's a city. <laughs> it's a it's a good wrestling city in a way that LA just isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, they do the... WrestleMania is a big deal in, in Philadelphia. Like, yeah. it's a city of what? Like, less than a million people? No. There's so many in America where you're like that's a big city and it's like 900,000 well no there's probably like 2 million people but it is also only like a, a less than 2 hour drive from Manhattan yeah like you forget how small that how geographically small that very dense part of America is you can get from Baltimore to 1.5 okay so it's yeah, like it's Dublin, Dublin it's Dublin size Wow. Yeah, because what like what really drives America's like population is that they've got fucking loads of one million cities. Like, yeah, the big ones. Yeah, you've got like New York, LA, New York, like, Chicago. Uh, I, don't know how, I think I remember Boston is even smaller than I thought it was. Yeah, Boston yeah, is something. Know. Boston's something like two million people or something. Like that is wicked queer. That is honestly wicked. Ah, uh, you know what, dude? Ah, uh, you know, dude? I, I'm telling you, dude. Two million, uh, you know, uh, you, you assholes. <laughs> I, I flew home via Texas because um, I booked my flight six days before leaving. Sorry, something's wrong here. Boston is not 650,000 people. Whoa. I remember it being hilariously small. I don't know if that's oh, true. Like, well, Boston, like Boston, Boston, Cambridge. Yeah. And like wh- yeah. whatever other like city like Boston has engulfed, you know. I'm sure if you were to define like Dublin and the Dublin metropolitan area yeah, yeah, yeah. up to and including Selbridge and Nace and you know much of Belfast, yeah. uh, I'm sure you like you get wildly differing numbers. Um, yeah, but- you can and you can often look at a map of like like I remember just I just trying to find Tempe, Arizona on a map, and I was like because it was like it was like huh, that's a small city, but you look at it and it's like in what way is that not just part of fucking um, what's the big one in Arizona? Uh, um, Phoenix. 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 Yeah, it's just, it's just like a, they just have drawn yeah, like, out a square Scottsdale of Phoenix. Is its own city. 
but it's 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 indistinguishable as you go from one to the other from from fucking uh, Phoenix. It's just they yeah, they've just drawn. They've just yes, Blackstaff is the same. They've just drawn at like the, a square around. I, I, I fuck. I like the first time I uh, was working in Meta. I was speaking to someone in, who lived what I thought in San Francisco, and it was like, oh, so you live in San Francisco? It's like, well, no, actually, I live in somewhere. Oakland. Oh, I live in Oakland. And it's like, oh, uh, oh, so like that's not far from San Francisco where Meta is. Just like, Meta's not in San Francisco. It's in Mountain View, yeah. which like when you look at them on a map, it's like there are five to seven different cities around this bay. And they're all essentially what we would call one. But yeah. like they all have their own. Yeah, they've all thing. melded into like, like Palo Alto. Palo Alto yeah. yeah. Or like. So we actually got a, at the beginning of night two of WrestleMania, there was a, a welcome message from the mayor of Inglewood, which is technically- Snoop Dogg, you say? What was that? <laughs> no, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg was featured on both nights of WrestleMania. And I got to say, my personal highlight of the weekend was that Snoop Dogg and The Miz were hosting the show. And on night one, he's like, oh man, dog, we're going to get some surprises up in here. And he's like, and then and then Pat McAfee, uh, the, the, the punter from the NFL- comes out and 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 does a match with the Miz and it's very fun and they bring in another NFL guy and the Miz loses and the, we all and the kids laugh and the dog laughs and we all go home happy. <laughs> and then the next day they come out and he's like, Snoop Dogg, I can't believe that you would interrupt my night one of WrestleMania like that. And he's like, damn dog, you want to do it again? And then Shane McMahon's music hits <laughs> and that place goes fucking crazy. And everyone's having a great time. We're like, good for that guy. Looking 50 whatever years old coming out looking pretty light in his feet he proceeds to on the second move of the match blow up his quad and car and gets carried out <laughs> of the ring now where this gets there goes the money hospital hospital bills y'all <laughs> at which point the single greatest professional in the history of wrestling Snoop Dogg gets in the ring and decides he is going to wrestle the Miz. Is there anything Snoop Dogg can't do? Apparently not, because he a possible a... yes, a possible no, people's no, elbow. No manners. No, I will not hear it. I he... know you won't, but it was t- <laughs> it was <laughs> great. He is fucking fifty years old, man. He gives him two clotheslines, and then the referee—you can see her jumping up on the on the on the apron of the ring and just going like. People's elbow and Snoop Dogg proceeds to do hit to hit the ropes the worst I have ever seen in my entire life. He walks over to the ropes with both his hands down by his side, grip leans into the ropes in a way that honestly kind of works for Snoop Dogg <laughs> twice because it's the people's elbow and then delivers what I have to say is one of the best looking elbow drops I've ever seen. He's so big and tall and long and good at basketball. He gets really high in the air, gets his feet way up there and doesn't know how to not hurt someone. So just fully lays his elbow <laughs> into the mist. So now, now that I think about, now that I think about like who you work with and those companies you work for, Jack, yeah, it probably is the best elbow drop you've ever seen. <laughs> Ah, uh, it was absolute. That that's a WrestleMania moment right there. That was absolute magic. And I, I didn't mean to denigrate the moment by criticizing Snoop Dogg's um uh, elbow that he did. His his person's elbow. His, his person's elbow. <laughs> his citizen's elbow. Yeah. 
It was just great. And it was also great because on the screen, you could see that they were not showing Shane McMahon writhing in pain on the floor. And we could see a whole lot of Shane McMahon writhing in pain on the floor. And we were like, oh, this is this has gone. Something has gone terribly wrong. And a little bit of Mike Mazanin must have gone. No matter how much Snoop Dogg laid all of his body weight into the elbow, a little bit of Mike Mazanin's brain must have gone. Whew, because Shane McMahon throws the worst looking punches in the whole world, but he yeah. re really hits you with them. Yeah, <laughs> they look fake and they hit real. Yeah, they they, crap, they hurt like hell. Yeah. The worst thing in wrestling, looks crap feels worse. If yeah. it looks great, feels terrible, you're like, at least it looks great. Yeah, yeah, at least yeah. you made it in. You know, that made it look oh terrible. Sorry, I'm looking at a fucking still of this people's elbow from Snoop Dogg, and honestly, yeah. they should replace the NBA logo with that. It looks fucking <laughs> Class. Give us a look at the picture. All right. Yeah, that's it. it. It looks unreal. Matt, it's I I don't know what I don't know what elbow you're like, unless you're talking like Well well well, let, well let me say, Jack, I would like, like to say, first of all, that looks nothing like the people's elbow supposed to look like. And second of all, I didn't I said elbow drop. And second of all, a huge part of the people's elbow is the the rope running, and his rope running yeah, was yeah, yeah. atrocious. The rope running is a big part of it. Okay, let's. Gav, can you just bring up that video that I'm sure is there? I want to see Gav's live reaction to okay. the running of the ropes. Uh, we, there, there's, probably, there's no doubt going to be a bit of filler. Um, yeah, but I would like to point out though that like you can't no, make me wrong about elbow. this by disagreeing right, with now, me. I thought it sucked. Oh, we can we can bring it up here. Maybe yeah. maybe let's just let's might just. be better. Let's just do uh Snoop Elbow. Snoop Snoop Elbow, mate. And you want that a fish? Yeah, here it is. Bleacher yeah. report. Yes. Okay, here we go. We're gonna I'm gonna mute this. All right, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Here he comes. So he has no idea what's going on, but he's just figuring it out. Here's the referee getting up on the corner, and she's like, people's elbow, people's elbow. And Snoop Dogg is like, damn dog, what are we gonna do now? It's the dog father. It's WrestleMania. Wearing his death row records. You're giving a lot of context to this. That's good. Yeah. He kicks a, lot of a lot of explaining why the thing yeah. he's about to do doesn't look oh. good. Yet. Yeah. He doesn't have any elbow pads on. What's he going to do? You're damn right. He's going to toss the glasses and reveal old man Snoop. <laughs> he looks terrible. Oh, the running of the ropes is bad. It's bad. <laughs> oh, but in fairness, the elbow is good. Man, the elbow is so the good. Elbow, the elbow makes up for the bad running of the ropes. I would Does, say, even if you think it makes up for it, would you would you concede that it is a very poor version of the people's elbow? It's just an elbow yes. drop. Well, yeah, it's an it's an amazing ten out of ten elbow drop. Yeah, and I would say it's probably a five out of ten people's elbow. Like the people's elbow requires <laughs> the, like, the shaky leg. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the ropes are bad. <laughs> yeah, very bad. Like he doesn't want to hurt his old man back. That's that's working smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's working. I would smart. have thought even even at his age that Snoop would yeah, like, actually load. make all of the rest of wrestling look so fake by not wanting to hit that because. The most painful thing in wrestling is hitting the ropes. Yeah, yeah. three weeks. Yeah, it sucks a bag of dicks. Yeah. Well, do you know what's more painful though is when they make you suck that bag of dicks. Hazing is out of control in the locker room. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so I had a great time. Same so this time was hard. I had wrestled two people on WrestleMania weekend, so I was very happy with that. Uh, Lee had wrestled like six 
I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's about where you both are. Yeah, we actually went to uh we went to uh Panda Express to get some Chinese food before before the Sunday show. And uh, we were like, okay, it was myself, uh myself, LJ Cleary, and the fabulous Fabio. Um, and we we're like, okay, whatever our things say, our little fortune cookies say, that's our next year in wrestling. And Lee was and Lee's one, LJ's one said something like, um, you will be in NXT. <laughs> and it was something like good news on the horizon. And he's like, yeah, cool. He'll probably sign a contract in, you know, either NXT or Japan in the next year. Uh, uh, Fabio's one was, uh, um, uh, a, a deserved prize, a long time coming. You know, maybe he'll something, you know, you will find happiness with a new love perhaps. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, we're out of stick with your wife once. <laughs> well, I did share a bed with Fabio for most of the weekends, and um, he's found something that's for sure. <laughs> and my Bradley, you came and you found me a turkey. <laughs> and my one was always do your best. <laughs> and I was like, I should start doing that. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you were like dropping the dropping the little bits of wax into the water, and your yours is like a, it's a sweeping brush. No, it's an Olympic torch. I think your <laughs> husband will be an athlete and take home the gold. <laughs> uh, oh, working Gavin uh, for WrestleMania weekend. Of course, uh, you uh, engineered a merger between WWE and UFC, but there's no time to talk about the most there's important no thing. <laughs> Maybe next week. Who knows? Next unless week, we have perhaps. a very interesting beer. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're we we and our, our Emmanuel, uh, Dana White. I'm sorry, we're not going to get time to get to either of you. I know you're on the Zoom call, but there's literally not even a second to discuss <laughs> it with you. We'll have you back next week if there's time. If we if the beer note can't make it, yeah, we'll have you both back. Um, yeah, I, I, so I don't you have the next year, Manus. Better, but I'll be in there like Ric Flair. I'll be at that like a fan of the sport. <laughs> the in attendance like a ticket holder <laughs> you better believe it None, nothing else really rhymes yeah uh i uh, you, uh so final thought on uh stiegel the uh austrian can't believe i thought the austrians were german they only speak german and were in germany for ages <laughs> <laughs> um, my thoughts on it yeah this is like this is a good beer mm. like i yeah. i had a choice between the beer being crafty or the beer being cold and i chose the beer being cold I, and, you're right. yeah. so like that was the right call the right call better than a macro we'll give it that yeah. and like i've had a lot of like crafty hellas or pills or whatever mm. that haven't been as nice as this so i'm gonna give this like a seven five yeah fair play um fair, fair play to you i'll be god my fake folksiness will get me so far <laughs> um, Jack what are you going to give this I don't like lager beers uh, I will grade this on a scale of 10 for lager beers I am giving this an 8.5 out of 10 for lager beers excellent um, yeah. yeah, I would drink loads of stuff before it but this is this is great yeah, yeah. it's a total score of 16 it's a final countdown score of 8 so there we fucking yeah. go we haven't said that in a while <laughs> well, no it's been a, it's been a, it's been a long time and I drank since 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting back on that. Okay. 
Okay, let's, I'll let's, finish out the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, you finish out the spreadsheet. James Mullen, you send us the best of from episode 100 to whatever fucking number we're on now. Uh, James, you'll edit it, obviously. Uh, yeah. Jack, you contact all those breweries from the list. Do you remember? We'd collect, <laughs> we'd go to like events and like we'd get a lot of phone numbers and stuff. They all keep emailing me and I'm just like, oh, but I want to talk to my mates about mm. not beer. Yeah. Uh, it's really, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's increasingly, it's increasingly hard to care. What's your opinion on WrestleMania, you fat fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he's not even fat. He's not that bad. No, he's not. But, what, but, what he, but we're insulting him. And what I'd like to think is that it's like when uh, when, when there's nobody coming into Moe's and they switch off the sign only to see, like, just beforehand when the big crowd is like, all the brewers are <laughs> coming to like be our friend. And we turn off the sign. They're like, I'll drink you under the table. No, I'll drink you I'll under drink the table. You under the table. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, the, which gives us, I suppose, uh, only one, one thing, thing to choose to, which I suppose is to the to, to, to most beautiful city in all of America, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air.